What's going on, guys? We are back, and it is a huge day. It's a huge show. There's so much to talk about because we are in the endgame now. It's Avengers Endgame. We'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. Boom! Oh! love it i love it when it comes oh, in on that beat that's you know? this is nice hot hot, hot. haha <laughs> oh man i don't Happen. even yeah i just this like this so much this is gonna be guys for you first of all <laughs> there's gonna be nothing but spoilers in this episode so this if you haven't seen walking spoiler yeah so if you haven't seen endgame yet hang out and be spoiled and if you're in the chat trying to spoil endgame ha! can't do it <laughs> Yeah, those people who do that, they're bad people. They're, they are. They are actually uh, bad people. I am so excited. We're going to run a little long today. We're going to just gush for like an hour and 20 minutes about everything Avengers Endgame. Did you see LaShawn McCoy? No. You didn't see that he's, he just outright spoiled it? No, what did he do? He literally... First spoiler coming, coming in <laughs> hot here, guys. LaShawn McCoy on Twitter uh, posts like, OMG, they killed Iron Man. Take Cap. He did it on like the Saturday... And then he posts a video of him and his son, like, jumping around inside of their car, being like, I can't believe y'all did that to me! You killed Iron Man! And, like, I was like, you're a horrible person. Did he... Did you, like, do you think either, he's that ignorant, or do you think he knows what he's doing? He's starting a fire, I think. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> he started a fire. Yeah. Fire rises. Um, the worst. The absolute worst. That's not what we're talking about today, though, because <laughs> the thing has already been spoiled, because everyone's seen it. It's yeah. made all the monies. I can't uh, believe this movie's made almost a billion and a half dollars already. Is it at 1.4 something? I think it's like 1.4. It might be 1.5. I didn't check today. It's um, insane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable movie, really. There's a million things to talk about. So I think just to get a couple of the preambles out of the way first, this is Action Movie Anatomy. We talk action movies on this show. Uh, we talk all kinds of movies, really. But uh, the movies that we do talk about adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. It's a team movie. There isn't really a singular hero in this movie. Yeah, and, and honestly... If you're talking Cap, I mean, if you're talking Iron Man, yeah. he actually doesn't play by his own rules this time. He plays by... Thanos. By, his rules. <laughs> well, he plays by the rules of the greater good, which is a, a really great moment that he has with his dad. When yeah. He's like saying, when he says, he's like, you know, I've always taken personal interest yeah. over the greater good, and it's the moment where Tony actually doesn't. So, uh... He does not play by his own rules. Uh, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you, in the room. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, again, if you want to say the Avengers are the hero and Thanos is the villain, then yes. I Thanos is, a, is so smart. I loved watching it the second time around and just seeing him kind of like pick apart the Avengers and figure out how to get an upper hand. Yeah, right, 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 totally. And just also, also like, he's so evolved and so like on his quest for dominance that as he begins to understand watching Nebula's playback, he's understanding this, like, extreme time travel scenario that he doesn't even question. Yeah, he's, he's like, just like, oh, this is what happened. This is where I did it. I6, I won. Like, all, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's what the Infinity Stones could do. That makes sense. I'm on board. Okay, let's go kill yep. them. And then his head gets cut off or whatever, and he's like, that's destiny. Yeah. Yeah. God! Fan okay. Uh, <laughs> am inevitable. Inevitable. I think that might be. I am inevitable. <laughs> this is Nick Cage trying out for Thanos. I am inevitable. Jesus, Tom. Geez, you <laughs> Tom. just peed your pants. <laughs> You're being so intense right now. Uh, so, so, all right. Um, I think here are the most smartest people in the room. I just mumbled. Rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. 
Not really. We've talked about this before. I mean, Cap is military. Iron Man makes right. weapons for the military. And the Avengers are actually, a, they don't work for the government, right? No. They're like, they work, yeah. William so, Hurt wants them arrested. Yeah, and rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. All the explosions. Many explosions. Very many explosions. A plethora. Um, so, guys, this is Action Movie Anatomy. Quick shout out to some new patrons for us. We got Josh Ryan and Albert Weridrama. Weird Arma. Weird Arma? Feels like Weird Arma. I met Albert. Yeah. Wonderful gentleman. And Josh has been a longtime supporter of the show. Honestly, it feels like since day one. He's he's been kind of the king of AMA question, Josh Ryan Sports. There was like in the very, very beginning of this show, many years ago. Many years ago. We were younger men, no gray in our beards. (laughs) Um, Or in our sideburns. Um we there was like 10 or 20 diehards that were like here in the first like year yeah we'd always comment they'd always be in the live chat they'd tweet at us and some of them are still around some of them will pop back in here and there like brian hurst yeah, brian- hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, Hurstacles. Yeah, I love Hurst. him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jay Climber Hammett. Jay Climber Hammett. Yeah, Josh Ryan. It's hard to remember, honestly, because it's been so long when people got on board. Yeah. But I know that Josh Ryan was one of the very, very first. So it's a big salute to Josh and Albert. Boom. We salute you guys. I know Jonas has been around forever yeah, as well. Jonas, Jonas Tiger's been around. Uh, and I also want to give a quick shout-out. I know I mentioned her last week, but we actually had Alex McFarlane join Action Industries. And a huge shout-out to everyone in Action Industries. Guys, our Discord is growing rapidly. We had, like, almost 30 or 40 people join last night. I don't know how to use Discord. I know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> That's why we have our team. <laughs> um, and then just everyone else, uh, you know. I'm sweating. <laughs> I got the AC turned on. They heard it on the live video. Uh, Michael Blankenship's been killing it with our YouTube. Denuso's been killing it with Patreon. So, guys, you know, everyone in Action Industries has been doing an incredible job. But I just wanted to welcome Alex officially to the team. And, uh... <sighs> I'm so I excited. Know. I know. It's like, it's like I want to get the preamble out of the way so we can just go full nerdgasm. Yeah, I just want to just go just, crazy. Um, there's just so much. So, guys, uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, I am Ben Bateman. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find Action Industries at Team Action Show on Twitter, at Action Industries everywhere else. Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter. And also, uh, go and follow us on Facebook. I did a live video. for This is actually yeah. the first time I ever went live in Saw my that. life. Uh, <laughs> but I went live from the Action Industries Facebook page. And I'm going to try to make that a routine. I want to try to maybe go live for five to ten minutes before every AMA. Uh, it's not the same as our general hangout, because no. we're doing that before the Action Guys now, which... Uh, that's where you actually get to hang out and speak, and we're all on a like a group hangout. Yeah, there's a bunch of perks uh, in the Patreon. Actually, we're going to be we announced in a video last week. There'll be a little message going out to the group today. But uh, one of those is the general chat, which yep. Patreon.com/slash/TeamAction. We do kind of exclusive stuff there. But one of them is that for about ten minutes prior to this show, and sometimes the action guys going live to tape, we jump in a private chat, hanging out with the generals, um, who's there's a few of at the general level, and we kind of talk through the segments and what do you guys like, what do you not like, and we we make you part of the show. So um, that's the thing you can get coming up on the show today. We are going to be talking about only and only the sweetest moments from Avengers Endgame. Yeah, Tony. Or Prisoner 24601. We'll get to that segment a little <laughs> later to, to, to fill you on exactly what it is. Real clever. Real clever. I, I, I like texted you last night just the name of the segment because I was so proud of You're myself. brimming with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be answering some of your AMA questions. Um, 
so yeah and uh and yeah i think that's pretty much the preambles uh of what we're gonna yeah uh, we should just get into the show i think so uh last thing is we have jennifer up in the booth she's engineering for the first time i don't think her microphone is working is what she was telling us uh, i know we can hear but i don't think the audience can so uh Everyone in the army, welcome Jennifer. Jeff might be back next week, I believe. Um, but uh, let's go, man. Let's do it. Okay. 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 I really okay. would love to show the trailer for this. I but, know. Um, I know. All right. So first segment we're going to do, just because we have some time today. We have a little extra time. It's going to be a long show, guys. Uh, something the Action Guys tried a few weeks ago. The Action Guys summarize. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I think we should give ourselves two minutes on this version of the Action Guys Summarize, because it's a lot. Uh, yeah, Jennifer, do you have the uh, the bell up there, that ding, like a dinging bell for every ten seconds? It's kind of like a buzzer or something. It should be on the soundboard. If it's not, we can do it down here. But uh, yeah, you basically just play it every ten seconds once we start, and we bounce back and forth. So what this the way this works, and I, because it's a two-minute version, not a one-minute version, because it's a three-hour movie, yeah. I think we'll t- trade off every 20 seconds. Okay, okay. You know? Uh, she's. I can see her like scrolling through up there. She's, yeah. Um, you got it on your phone. We'll just do it on there. Yeah. So let me. Th- does that mean we both get? No, no. no. If it was trading off every twenty seconds, no, that we get equal. Okay. <laughs> that's six hours. <laughs> that's six. Hold on. Let me get some pim particles. Okay. Uh, are you ready? That was a reference to the film. That was a reference. <laughs> Very good. Drew. Very good. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'm gonna. You're gonna start. I'm gonna start. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Three, two. Go. So we're out in the field, and Hawkeye is teaching his daughter how to Hawkeye, and then all of a sudden she Hawkeyes right in the middle of the bullseye, and then his wife calls. She's like, oh, Hawkeye! And then he turns, and he's like, oh, it's time for dinner. And then he turns back, his daughter's gone. He turns back, his family's gone, and we all know what happens. There's dust floating. My God, he just experienced Thanos' snap firsthand. We suck. So uh, you, you transfer, and all the Avengers are still fighting because people are dead, and they want to find Thanos to try to take the world back, but they can't find Thanos, and so they're like, where is Thanos? And uh, But to do that, they have to find Tony, because Tony and Nebula have stranded up in a spaceship, and Tony's like really gaunt, and he's dying, and he's like, Pep, I love you, and then Nebula like lovingly puts a leather jacket on him. I think maybe it's Star-Lord's. I'm not really sure. And then Captain Marvel finds them. Boom! And then Captain Marvel comes and brings them. Boom! Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> brings them all the way back down to Earth instantly, right there to Avengers headquarters, and everyone's like, my God, Tony's alive. This is amazing. Gwyneth Paltrow's there. Super Pepper's there. And there, Tony loses it on Cap. He just goes off on him. Says he wasn't there. Says he's abandoned him. Calls him a liar. And he wants nothing to do with him. So then they have to go find Thanos. They find Thanos. Thanos is like picking and spicing soup. And he's like eating these big fruits. And they cut his arm off. And they cut his head off. And he's dead. <sighs> so then it's flash forward five years. And, and, and Cap's in a survivor's meeting. And our buddy Matt Haggerty's name is up on the wall. And then uh, they're like, okay, what do we do next? But then it actually turns out that Scarlet Witch is running. Or uh, uh, Black Widow's running the Avengers. And so, yeah. And you can see that she's running the Avengers. But the Avengers really have nothing to do anymore. Because there's no one on the planet. And the only person who has any thing to do is Carol Danvers, which we're finding out that Captain Marvel is now too busy to hang out. She's got to go off on her own. We only got 30 seconds to wrap up the rest of this movie. So then we'll, let's skip ahead to uh, uh, I, I lost what's happened. What happens after this? Uh, two, one, you your turn. 20 seconds. Uh, <laughs> so that they are like, we have to go and do the thing and go back in time to get all the stones because we get the stones, we can go back in time and we can reverse everything. So they decide to do that. So they put a plan together. They go back and revisit all the old Avengers movies from the very beginning and then there's a big battle and they bring everybody back because they get the stones. Uh, Iron Man's now his fingers and kills Thanos, and uh, Falcon becomes Captain America. The end. <laughs> we needed six minutes. We needed that covered a solid third of the movie, <laughs> and then we put the entire last hour and a half into. 15 seconds. Yeah. That's I just a, forgot what happened next. <laughs> I got hot. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> you overheated. Um, yeah, I think. Um, 
Um, Guys, I hope that we did justice to the film. I'm pretty sure Joe and Anthony would be blown away by that. Yeah, I hope these guys liked it. Um, what a finish. Yeah, I agreed. That was phenomenal. Um, all right, guys. So now that that's out of the way, we're going to get to the first part of the show. Uh, the first part of this show is something called Thesis Statement. So if you've watched the show many times, if you've listened, you know this is your biggest, boldest thought about the film. It's the thing that stuck with you the most that you really want to bring up when the film comes up. The greatest this, the only, the first, the last. Um, we have plenty of segments on the show that allow us to talk about our favorite parts and, and yeah. best lines. So it's not really about that. It's about kind of almost you believe this to be fact. And I'll jump in first because, uh, hold on, I have to say this really quick. Yeah. Alex Frost in the chat goes, Super Pepper sounds like a spice that Gwyneth Paltrow would sell. And it's just, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's just so good. Goop. It's Goop. a great company. <laughs> okay. I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I love her and Tony. Yeah. They're so wonderful. I'm such a fan. I'm such I met a... her and her mother, uh, Blythe Danner, like year, like when I first moved to LA. Really? It was like a pretty starstruck moment for me. I'd been here for like six months. Where'd you meet him? Uh, it was this restaurant I was working at. Huh. It was like a really nice sushi restaurant that I was working at in downtown. And, and like, you waited on him? Uh, yeah, I waited on Blythe Danner and, and Paltrow, and I think uh, Cage was there one night, but he came after I left or something. Oh. I was so upset. Uh, Jason Biggs, I waited on a couple times. At that time, Nicest Cage guy. was still respectable. Oh, he was. He was like a legend. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Thesis, what you got? Um, the, the mishandling of Captain Marvel's power level is the greatest mm. shortcoming as we wrap up this era of the MCU. Um <sighs> And I, I can qualify that statement very specifically because it's not that I think she shouldn't be as powerful as she is because, look, it's based on comic books. She's crazy powerful in the comic books. It's fine. We pick up Captain Marvel at some point in the story in her life, in her lifespan, discovering her powers and who she is. We watch her own movie. We see her get the powers. We see her learn to use the powers. She goes, as people like to call it, Super Saiyan in that movie. And I guess the idea was you needed Captain Marvel as the trump card for this movie to be able to show up and go crazy. The problem with it is because we've watched 22 movies worth of these other heroes all fighting together and trying to take on Thanos, it doesn't really make any sense to introduce like a trump card beyond the already trump card you have of like a god and Thor and Scarlet Witch being like supposedly maybe the most powerful person in the in the land and like Vision was so good but he's dead. Yeah. So Captain Marvel showing up there's all these moments in that final battle that are just like, like, ha- uh, why is she so much more powerful that she can fly through the Death Star, but Scarlet Witch couldn't do that? Or like, why is it that when she's standing in, a, like, she's like, uh, Spider-Man is like, how are we going to get through this group? And she's got seven people to help her. You're like, but you could just with one hand do just go all of this you yourself. Just dec- you could just level the whole playing Based field. Based on what yeah. we've seen you do, if Thanos tries to headbutt <clears throat> you and you don't move, then how is Thanos able to, like destroy Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man at the same time. Without even using the stones. So yeah. it's just like, it's not that the power level d- d- like balance is something that you can logically explain, because you can't. And if you try to do shit like that, it makes the movie bad. So I'm fine with her being powerful. Same, I am too. It needed to happen, but it's it's like, you know, he punches her with the, 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 the power stone, and then after that, he kind of just throws her around. And then Iron Man has to come in and save the day, which I, all of a sudden, it doesn't make sense that Danvers is that, like crippled or whatever you know what i mean yeah uh, for sure and like so the issue in the end for me is like you could have put her at a different point in her story for this movie where she was powerful but she had a limitation that we were aware of that made her a little less strong because for instance if scarlet witch is i think we can if we're gonna like rank the power levels of the avengers it seems like pretty clear that like captain marvel's the most powerful and then it's probably number two is scarlet witch 
and then probably number three is Thor in terms yeah. of pure power. And we know that, and, and I love that. I yeah. love that the most powerful people in in the Avengers movies are are female. Obviously. Like you saw what Scarlet Witch did in Infinity War; it was out of this world. I'm a huge Scarlet Witch. Has Witch nothing fan. to do with that. So my thing though is like. If for the sake of storytelling, couldn't we have caught Captain Marvel a little bit early in her earlier in her journey so that she was a little bit less of an ace? Because the fact that she's such an ace makes it really, really hard to watch this and not just constantly ask the question of like, where is she? Yeah. And what? And, and like how it just that was the part on second watch that was just like, this makes this less fun for me. This is like, I don't. I don't buy into the struggle of Cap, like, strapping his shield on to if, fight really heroically if you have somebody who's clearly, like, ten times as powerful. And, and she just hasn't showed up to the party yet. Like, she could, in theory, just incinerate Cap with one hand. Like, yeah. easy. Yeah. Any of the Avengers, And I so that, that's the difficulty for me. Yeah. I'm sorry and, to come down on a downer for my thesis, guys, but, like, that's just the thing that I took away from this was like this stirs so many things done right and this one was so close but like Scarlet Witch has emotional issues so she can't control her powers all the way yeah that's a great limitation and it like watching her... what she did to Thanos yeah with like the armor and like she it looked like I mean he said rain fire he's like but our troops he's like rain fire now because this Avenger is going to murder me right I'm gonna lose by herself and and like I was so on board with that Um, I I completely agree. I, you know, everyone knows how I felt about Captain Marvel, and I did like her much more in this film. But for me, it took away from a lot of the greatest moments. I was so looking forward to seeing how Tony got away from space and how him and Nebula, like, survived. And and her coming up and just grabbing him was, like, okay with me. But then her coming in at the end and just going straight through the ship and all that, it just just didn't quite land with me the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, it's and it's weird because <sighs> I I just wonder had we gotten a little bit more of an arc for her as a character like if let's just say that in Captain Marvel she hadn't had her crazy moment at the end of the movie where she's super powerful she had had a pretty good moment right? right could we have allowed her to maybe experience her superpower moment in this movie and that's the big triumph is in the final battle she goes Super Saiyan for the first time and that's why they win because I would have been way more okay with that and if like she, in at the end of Captain Marvel she's like just begun like maybe she takes out the piece or whatever and then that's how it ends yeah something i don't know like i just it it feels like they missed a moment to have her be triumphant in a way that was more heroic and exciting like the characters that are less powerful fighting and getting their asses kicked more and not even being the ones that win were way more satisfying than her coming in though i did really like the headbutt i think the headbutt i know the headbutt (laughs) headbutt's pretty sick because yeah um okay i I am on board, and I understand that it's not always the best feeling to come in with a negative idea. But everyone knows how much we love this movie. Constructive criticism. You got to look. We'll for, yeah, you got to look for that stuff. Um, for me, and I thought about this a lot, a lot, a lot. Thanos is the greatest villain in film history. Oh, sick! Yeah, I thought about Vader. It's a hot take. It is a hot take. I thought about Commodus. Yeah. I thought about Vader. I thought about General Hummel. Yeah. I thought about Hans Gruber. I thought about Joker, both guys. Joker. I thought about Joker in in Batman, uh, or I mean in Dark Knight and in, in the original Batman. But like, eleven years of yeah. films have yeah. been culminating to this moment. I know, and he had to be, he had to be the greatest villain we ever saw, or else this would have fallen so flat. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And he had to be just in his actions, and that's why in Endgame, it's the first time you see the villainous side of him, right? Because in Infinity War, and for most of all of Endgame, he's just doing what he thinks is right. Yeah. He's doing what he thinks must happen. He's doing what happened to his planet, so he's trying to protect the rest of the universe from that happening. Right. 
But then he goes, you know, he's like, you know, in all my years of what slaughter and blah, do. blah, blah, he's like, I'm like, I'm, but yeah, what I'm about to do to your puny, miserable planet, yeah. I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, and you're right. like, ah! You're like, kill him! I hate him! Kill him! <laughs> yes, I hate him so much. But the other thing about him is I love him. Yeah. I love Thanos. He's so, like, father, what are you going to do? Wait. He just sits there with his badass, huge double sword, puts the helmet on, he just sits there and waits. I, one thing I did think about, and, and this is one of the reasons that, um, it, like, I had, I had... Can, I had criticized a little bit the the like, and this is back to the Captain Marvel point: the idea that Thanos would be kicking the Avengers' ass, but then like his interaction with Captain Marvel, she could like one hand him effectively. The but more I thought about it, he's the best fighter in the universe. He's 100%. the smartest, the strongest. He's it's not because of the Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity Gauntlet allows him to snap the universe, but like when he's fighting all those guys on Titan, when he's like fighting Iron Man and all them, yeah. Most of what he's doing, he's just doing. He's not doing with the Power Stone. No. He throws a planet at Tony. He couldn't do that. <laughs> he does. But like, when he's just fighting them, when he stabs Tony, that's all just him being him. What about in the beginning of Infinity War, where he just kicks the shit out of Hulk? So he much like, so that he never comes back. He, like, knocks him out. Yeah. No one does that. Like, knocks him out of Banner. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's just crazy. And then you watch him take on the three of them, and you listen to all the people talking online about, you know, his heritage and the fact that he's basically a god and, you know, what the Titans are and... and it's just so sick yeah. to think that he is that powerful. Like, if it weren't for Captain Marvel, and if it weren't for Scarlet Witch, he would have just won. Yeah, he would have absolutely won. Which I just I just love it. And his lines are, every single one of his lines is so epic. Brolin does such an incredible job. Like, you know, again, our friend Matt Haggerty telling us on set, Brolin sitting there not in costume, not in makeup. He's got, you know, the stuff on you that makes you look kind of goofy, honestly. Yeah, right. All the mocap mo stuff. And he says, everyone's getting chills. The world's silent. People are crying on set. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, um, as a character, the whatever like augmentation to his voice acting that they do to like make his voice sound that much more epic. Yeah, I don't know what it is necessarily or how much they do, but he's just so epic sounding. Like he just everything he says. I'm such a fan of Thanos. Like I just and there's so much depth to him. He's so intelligent. He's there's just there's just so much about him. Like. You know, people talk about Killmonger, people talk about Vulture, people talk about uh, who Loki. Else Loki. First of all, Loki's not a villain anymore. No. He was a villain for like one and a half movies or whatever. Yeah. You know, and like Killmonger's great, but he's completely one dimensional. Yeah. And and it's he's only in one film. Yeah. Vulture, he's probably my second favorite. Keaton is amazing. He's got depth to him. He's a real person. I could probably kick Vulture's ass if he wasn't in the suit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanos could kill Darth Vader. Okay? Uh... <laughs> Just non sequitur. We're talking about you kicking Michael Keaton's ass. <laughs> That's not true, Keaton. I, I'm so sorry, man. I take that back. I know you're watching. I watched this movie called The Intruder last night. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about yet, actually, now that I think about it. It comes out this weekend, I think, and it's Wednesday today, so maybe not. But I can at least acknowledge that I saw it, and I can at least talk about Dennis Quaid. First of all, Quaid gets old man jacked. Does he? He's 64 or 65. He's got, like cables running from his neck to his biceps in like his veins like when did he get yoked it's dude but it's old guy yoked it's like right where your skin's like loose yeah, so all yeah, your yeah, yeah. you look even more vascular and his posture is kind of weird like he's you know it's like really hard to get rid of like the slight old man pooch yeah he's got the little gut but it's like literally just skin because like there's no fat on his body uh it's pretty sweet quaid quaid's like he's I and mean, i don't want to talk about the movie at all but like uh <laughs> quaid definitely you could not kick old man quaid no <laughs> no, no no way and I think Keaton would kick your ass, too. I think Keaton would kick my <laughs> ass, too. 
All right, all right, all right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, and, and I don't want to get into why I think Killmonger is one-dimensional. Not that I don't like him. It's just that yeah, like, I love Killmonger. He's I, just I, always angry and always bad. I don't think that his... Um, <clears throat> I don't think as a character he's one-dimensional. I think that his delivery, for the most part, is pretty one-dimensional. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for clarifying. I, I mean, I, I agree. Like, he's great. He's intense. He just, like, kind of does the same thing a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so those are our thesis statements. There were so many in the chat. There's so many people in the chat, guys. First of all, thank you so, so much for hanging out. We're at 94 people right now. We love seeing all the people in here. Make sure to go check out Action Industries on Facebook. And, uh, and if you're in the chat, uh, go check out Action Industries on YouTube and subscribe. Yeah. Because, I mean, I assume you're already subscribed to Popcorn Talk. That should go without saying. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, let's uh, let's continue on through the show. Uh, yep. Feel free to share your opinions, guys. If you have your own thesis statements you want to share. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for the next segment. <sighs> you guys know what the next segment is. <laughs> <laughs> Next segment is called Fist Pump Moment. This is that moment. Something happens. You kind of look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm so hyped. I get to watch the rest of this movie. It's like a real excitement moment. <laughs> you almost want to call your buddy. start choking because you're so excited. You want to like scream at everyone in the theater that you don't know. Like, are you seeing this? They're like, stop <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> I don't know you. I would guess that in this movie, it's impossible that the the entirety of the world is not aware of the same singular fist pump moment. Yeah, it because is. it's it's impossible for it not to be the number one like actual physical. Yes, like this is what I, so. What we are, I think let's just throw that one off the I table. I think we have to. Okay, I'm so glad you said because I don't think it's fair. But let's gush on it for a moment. Yes. And it's the moment when Cap gets the hammer. You see it raise up, and you're like, how's Thor doing it? His hands are stopping the axe. Yeah, and Thor looks like he's about to get uh, what he did to Adam, Thanos. Adam Goldberg from Saving Private Ryan, right? Oh. That was real dark. That's real sad. <laughs> yeah. But same thing. It's yeah. going into his chest. It's going in, yep. And uh, I, I apologize, guys. That was inappropriate. <laughs> uh, and, um, and it's happening. You see the hammer start to raise up, and you're like, you're like what's going to happen right now? And Cap gets it. And this is this is what I thought was so crazy because this movie is three hours long. Yeah. And at the point in the battle this is happening, you're pretty far in. We're like two hours and twenty five minutes in. Yeah. Maybe like two twenty right yeah, in there. Yeah, probably. So you're starting to get that feeling of like, I'm exhausted. Like I've watched so much movie. How much longer is this battle yeah. going to go? Because there's so much, and like Thanos is really winning. And like also also. It's almost unbelievable how much punishment these guys have all taken. Dude, how sick is it when Thanos is just destroying the shield? Yeah. With it like that. Oh, it's savage. so crazy. And it's like you're almost like it's almost unbelievable, like not believable how much damage these guys have all taken. The place blows up, like they're all in the basement. You're like, I am I buying in? Well, they're the Avengers, so they're super strong. I wanna believe, I wanna believe. And I start I was watching the screen and just like Almost, I don't want to say checking out, but like my jaw was kind of dropping and I was kind of glazing over because it's just so... The first time. It's just too much. It's so much happening. And then the hammer, and you realize how actually invested you are because he gets the hammer and I like shouted. Oh, I wanted to leap out of my seat. I, I, I was like, yeah! I like jumped. I was like, yes! <laughs> just like, I was like... This is at Disney, yeah. where, like, all critics are surrounding us. It, but that guy, like, two rows ahead of us and one row over? Yeah. The, that guy was literally out of his seat regularly. He, that shit was amazing. When it happens, and Thor's like, I knew it, yes. and you're just like, I want to marry you, Chris Evans, <laughs> yes. right now. Like, please, please be my baby daddy, because that is the coolest shit I've ever seen. 
I need to request permission from your father so I can do this. <laughs> like, and then what I love is he's so well educated on how to use it, right? He's a master he's of Captain using America, it. Yeah. He knows how to fly with it. He knows how to throw it. He knows how to use it to bounce off his shield. It comes right back to him. He, he brings down lightning. Like, it is the craziest. Uh, Jonas Tiger says, I shouted worthy. Yes. Um, it, it just, that moment was such a hype moment. Uh, and there's so many reasons it was good. It, there's just so many things, and it was it was also one of the things that it wasn't it wasn't like oh, it would be so cool if this happened. Yeah, never even thought of it. Right, I never even fathomed Cap having the hammer because first of all, the hammer's been gone for two films. Yeah, right, right. And so then now, oh my god, when it happened, I just even yesterday because yesterday I was I was at a screening at like two p.m. and there's like twenty people. Yeah, in there. yeah. And uh, and like I'm watching Thor get the axe pressed into his chest, and I like look around. I was like, yes. <laughs> and like the dude next to me kind of like looked over, and I was like, okay, he hasn't seen it yet. I need to calm down. And then the hammer comes in, and he like looked at me. He was like, ah! it was it was awesome. It was a great moment. Uh, I'm sweating. Yeah. That moment was crazy. So do you want to jump in first with your other fist pump? I think I will. I think I will. And there's been some incredible ones in the chat. People talking about Korg popping up for the first yeah. time. Avengers Assemble is, Huge. is amazing. I hope that wasn't yours. We're do- So we're doing our top 10 Infinity War moments. Sorry, sorry. Our endgame. Our top 10 Endgame moments on this week's episode of The Action Guys over on Collider Podcast Network. So uh, this is the full episode where we get to talk about just this movie in all of its entirety. That's the We're going to count down our moments. So if you guys want more of this and you want us to just literally fist pump out, for an hour yeah. that show will be up later this week so be sure to check that out man i think i think my fist pump if it's not that moment i think it's got to be when oh man there's so many there's so many good ones avengers assemble is so close i think it's the end i think assemble. it's the, i think it's the very end when <sighs> downey realizes what's going on strange yeah. is sitting there holding back all the water and doing his spell and downey looks at him real quick and he look yep he just holds up the one Oh God, my heart broke. My heart broke because I didn't see it the first time. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't know it was about to happen. And you see that, and you know that like Tony's about. To, he's about to give the ultimate sacrifice. He's about to. He's going to go and snap. He's a regular dude in an Iron Man suit. It is going to decimate his body. He's yeah. going to die. And yesterday, when I saw the look and the index finger, I cried and I cheered, and yeah. I was just like. That's He's got to do that's it. That's the moment. You got to save the world, man. Got to save the world. You know? God, I love it. Cap thinks he wouldn't lay down on a grenade. He's wrong. He's wrong. In 2012, he was wrong. <laughs> and in 2019, he was wrong. Uh, I think probably, so that moment's really special. Um, I think probably my other fist pump, Solomon Reigns. My Apple Watch alerted me of excessively high heartbeat, which is never done, and I'm always <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> Legend. I think, I mean, there's a lot. So I, I think the Avengers each coming out of the portal when Cap first here. So, okay, okay. I think this is what it is for me. So Cap stands up and he's gotten the shit kicked out of him. And he stands up and the shield is like shattered. Ugh. And he reaches over and he's barely moving and he grabs the strap and he does that. He's like, I'm gonna do one more time. I don't know what this is gonna do. I'll do everything I can. It was like the fisticock moment yeah, that Cavill has it was. in Mission Impossible. And you're like, what's he gonna do? But Cap would give his life. He'll he'll I fight. Did you think he might him. die? Maybe he was gonna get beat to death. I was thinking he might get beaten to death. Yeah, which would have been a good death. <sighs> yeah. Gnarly. But uh and then you hear Cap, can you hear me? On your left. And you're like, 
oh shit because because what happened to me in that moment i don't know if you're the same way is that you're so oh. stimulated there's so much happening that when you hear sam say that yeah you're like it takes you a second to be like wait oh wait sam disappeared like oh wait yeah the avengers they're <laughs> here <laughs> it took me like a solid three seconds yeah no me too and then and then the portal opens and who walks out but shuri okoye and black panther oh and when you see T'Challa and he looks at him, he nods yeah. his head. Yeah. He nods I his head twice. Right now. That's when he did. I was like, he nods his head, and I'm just like, yes, yes, we're, <laughs> we're gonna win, we're gonna win. And then of course, like one by one, the portals are opening, and each of the guys are coming out, uh, and you see them all, and like, oh my god, the Guardians, and then Spider Man comes out. Oh god, yeah. You know what's funny? Spider Man always gets the biggest cheer. Even always. yesterday in the theater of twenty people, everyone cheered out loud. When Tom Holland came up on the screen. People just love Spider-Man. He's just so lovable. Yeah. He's so great. And he's a great Spider-Man. <sighs> Man, yeah. I, I'm freaking out. I wish oh, I wish I could read all of these fist pumps in the chat. Uh, there's just there's just way too many. The taco moment uh, people love. <laughs> um, it's so good. I, I actually really liked when Thanos grabbed the Power Stone and punched Cap, yeah, Captain that's, Marvel. That's I thought it was moment. just sweet and smart. Uh, Hail Hydra, people absolutely love. Please mention Cassie. Please mention Cassie. Please mention Cassie. Is Cassie the daughter? Is it his daughter? Cassie must be Lang's daughter. That moment that they have is beautiful at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, It's sure. like it, it definitely like brought a tear to my eye. I hope that's... Oh, we've got funny. a nice live chat going on right now. Oh, it's amazing. It's like, it's too hard to keep up with. We're at 103 people now, which I'm so happy to see. Guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We just went through our fist pump moment. Now we're going to move on to a little segment called Tony or 24601. 24601. That is the prisoner number of uh, Hugh Jackman's character in the film Les Mis. Les Miserables. Uh, conveniently, you find that out and see that in the first 45 minutes of the film, <laughs> which is all that, like, <laughs> we were, I was actually enjoying it so much that I wanted to watch the rest. He's like, no, there's no reason to. There's, there's no, no reason. He, w- he actually would not let me finish the movie. I don't even like the back half of the soundtrack. <laughs> I just like the first half. <laughs> Uh, what's the song? Uh, I died, or what is it? Her song? Look down. I dreamed a dream. I dreamed a dream. Oh, that's a good one. Ah, oh, that's incredible. One day more is the middle song that cuts the movie in half. Which I, I've never watched the movie to that point. I can't believe you haven't seen the whole film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, when when Tony meets his dad. Okay, so um, what this segment basically is is when I was watching the movie yesterday, I realized when Tony dies or was dying, I was crying because that's what I do. Uh. And in another Marvel film recently, or somewhat recently, in Logan, when, when we finally see Wolverine go down, uh, I bawled. I cried it like, oh. out loud. In Logan? Yeah. I, each time I've watched it. Every I've time. Seen Logan like four times. Tony's been with us for 11 years. Jackman was, was Wolverine for what? 17? 17, which is crazy. Um, yeah. what, what got to you more? What broke your heart more? And guys in the live chat, please let us know what you think as well. Uh, were you more devastated by watching Tony snap? Pepper come up, you hit Friday, vitals are critical, you can rest now. Okay, the actual death moment, like, character gets the final bullet or knife or whatever, and they're lying there as they're dying. I think the as they're lying there dying answer Uh is Iron Man. But... If you're talking about them dying through the funeral, like through the end of the movie, <sighs> yeah. then it's then it's Logan. Which I think the the fair answer is Logan because it actually feels like just in the same way that he dies and you go to the funeral and you see Favreau with right, the daughter. Right, because that's, that's like the like, equivalent. Uh, I, and both kill me, but I think if you're talking about that, then Cheese it's... Burgers. 
<laughs> when when uh, Daphne Keene gives the speech from Shane, there are no more guns in the valley. Yeah. And then the kids, the kid, uh, the the one kid who's I can't think of is holding a Wolverine doll as they're at the at the funeral. Right. And then and then she turns the grave to an X oh, and they God. walk away. That's the thing that like when I'm te- like almost like tearing up. I was teared up earlier. <laughs> That's the thing when I watch that movie that gets me every time the most. There's yeah. other scenes, but that one particular moment, you're just like, it just hits. And this one, I would call them, it's like apples and oranges. Like, they're so close. But I think that's my answer. What about you? Yeah. I mean, everyone in here is actually talking about Widow. Um, I actually, I, I really, you know, yesterday when I watched it again, I was truly, truly sad at the at the moment with, with Hawkeye and Widow. And I yeah. thought it was actually done really, really well. Um it just didn't hit me the same way as Tony going down because I think it's because I knew Tony was going to go down and I've been hyping it up for so many years. I've just been waiting for him to die. And then when it finally happens and it was done so well, I actually didn't expect Black Widow to to, to, to die. I, I wasn't even thinking that it would happen because she seems like, despite her being just regular and human, yeah. she does seem kind of indestructible throughout the movies. So yeah. anyway, um, for me, it's, it's, it's actually Logan as well. Uh, the, I'm actually switched in the sense of right when they're dying in the moment, it's it, for me. It's it's Logan when he's like, oh, that's what that feels like. Yeah, you know when he finally feels love for the first time and like you know, she calls him daddy. Yeah, oh, God kills me. Uh, and then for me, the funeral in in Endgame. Yeah, when when Happy's sitting there with Morgan, cheeseburgers. I'll buy as many cheeseburgers as you want. Your dad loved cheeseburgers. Like that shit just made me cry. Yeah, yesterday I yeah. just couldn't. I just couldn't yeah. hang. Yeah, no, I to- totally agree. Really good. <sighs> you see all the characters. That was a really cool moment too. Um, that's a real comic book moment. I would say. Like, Which one? Uh, not like it's from a comic book that I recognize, but the, all the all the heroes at a funeral together. Um, that's like a thing in comic books when a character, when like a main character oh, dies yeah, yeah, in like yeah. an event, you'll you'll often have the funeral where you see all the characters in suits. Like all in black, yeah, and it's interesting to see it in a like actually see all these actors together because like it's such a huge endeavor to get them all on screen at the same time, and that's not I don't think that that's CGI. I think they're all there. Yeah, I, I actually don't know on that, but I, I think so too. I mean, did you see the video that Pratt posted on his Instagram the so other day? Wild. It's so awesome. And even then, there's still like three stand-ins. Yeah, there's a stand-in for Gamora. There's a stand-in for maybe Widow. Oh no, no. Again, there's two, there's like three stand Nebula in there. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I actually think it is Nebula and Gamora and someone else. But uh Nerd Build here says uh the crying didn't actually really hit me until they send the proof that Tony has a heart arc reactor out to the lake. Yeah. Yeah, I, yesterday I was just like, "Oh, I did that a lot. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> People were like probably kept like looking back like, "What the fuck is what's this guy doing, <laughs> this back, guy doing there? back there?" You don't want to know. <laughs> um yeah, okay. All right. So it sounds like we're we're a little split on that, but uh we both we both cried. So winning for us so let's get into the next part of the show which is star profiles and um honestly it's going to be something we're going to just breeze through really quickly here because robert downey's three previous films were civil war homecoming and infinity war uh and then evans movies he did gifted in 2017 which i know you said you liked quite yeah, a bit i like that movie um and evans is uh this is a little bit of bts evans is really working hard at trying to not be typecast as cap forever he you know that's why he did snowpiercer it's why he's yeah. gifted it's why he's been doing other things in between these movies he wants uh, to direct i'm pretty sure i just love chris evans i could he could just do whatever he wants yeah i'll watch it <laughs> he's a treat yeah uh spider-man homecoming in 2017 the gym class and the detention videos and of course infinity war in 2018 um production development stuff uh written by christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely directed by anthony and joe russo uh did you see that thing the other day uh with anthony and joe about um talking about tom holland 
No. And his lines. He was like, Tom uh, doesn't get the full script. He only gets his lines. He doesn't get the, the lines of, his, of who he's acting with. He doesn't even know who he's acting with or where. Because uh, Tom just, he just can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being Spider-Man. And, like, our buddy Matt knows how the movie goes, and you have no idea. Yeah, he just doesn't know. Yeah, he's just, so funny. He just not trusted to be, to, to be given the knowledge, which, honestly, if you watch the Infinity War press junket... Press, with him and, with him and, and Benedict. Benedict, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, they, the... Uh, Writers? Uh, yes, there's, there's an article that you can read this week. I actually haven't read it yet, but I heard that these guys did a, an in-depth interview. I think it's the New York Times, and it's they just answer a bunch of questions about writing the movie. Like, they... They ask, they like are asked a bunch of questions about like the the like lady boss moment where all the where all the female characters line up for a second. Like, what when when did you decide to do that? Like, what is considered pandering to an audience? What is not? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you want to start the movie? Like, I haven't actually read the whole thing, but I heard some highlights about it. I guess I guess originally the first twenty minutes of this movie where they kill Thanos was originally the ending to Infinity War. Um, oh really? And if the f- thank God they didn't do that. Yeah, and I heard another thing that the opening sequence, which is cool by the way, that this movie opens on literally a scene. It doesn't open on a title. It doesn't open on a credit. It just starts, and it's just Hawkeye. Um, that, did, that- and you immediately. So, so someone in the chat was saying they they were super confused. You did you immediately just know what was going to happen? Yeah, hundred percent. I know. I was like, oh god, it's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but that happens, and it, the movie opens, and apparently that that scene of him losing his family originally also was supposed to be. In Infinity War, the first time you see a character, because you haven't seen Scott all movie. Right. Or you haven't seen uh, Clint all movie, and that was going to be the first time you see him. It was going (laughs) to end the movie to lose his family. Um, Which, uh, I think that, I like the way they structured it. I like that as the opening scene. Yeah. It's it's good. I do too. I think it it, it really grabs you. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, uh, moving on to critical and box office. This movie is, uh, you know, Marvel Studios produced it. I don't know if you've heard of them. It was released last week, the 26th. Of 2019, it is grossed as of yesterday, or no, two days ago, 394 million dollars domestic, 949 million dollars foreign, and 1.4 billion dollars uh, worldwide. It opened number one at 357 million dollars, which is crazy. What is even crazier is on IMDb, it's got a 9.0, which makes it the seventh best movie of all time. And go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that ranking this movie properly. Um, and what I will say is this, because I believe it will be next week on an episode of The Action Guys that comes out. Yep. Drew and I will be doing our definitive rankings of every movie in the MCU. We we're, we do a reverse ranking, counting down, 22 to 1. We taped it last week after we had both seen the film. And I think we'll, I mean, after discussing the movie for another week, I don't know if we would officially change the ranking of this movie. Yeah. But all I've thought about since we did the ranking was, I don't think it's actually fair like I don't I don't feel that you can properly assess this movie's quality in the context of the other 21 movies because it it's asked to do like a basically impossible task. It's, it's not wrapping everything up. Like when you compare Fe- Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King, it's clear they're both movies in the same universe and they have the same characters and, and they're, they're doing both. a lot of similar things, but Return of the King is asked to do something so completely different. Like yeah. the way that a normal movie ends, the last 25 minutes of a normal movie is not the way that Infinity, that Endgame or Return of the King gets to end. Return of the King feels like it ends five times. Go, cuts to white, cuts to black, cuts to white, cuts to black. Yeah. And it's because they have to wrap up storylines that, like, you can't wrap up in the context of, like, another scene. You have to kind of go to this moment. Time has to pass. Show how it ends. Go yeah. to this moment. Show how it ends. That's the same thing this movie has to do. And so I don't totally think 
that uh, assessing this movie at face value is like a fair thing. I think it's going to have to be like, it feels like the only way to do it is to give it a year, give it two years before you really start to compare it to the others. Because as of right now, this is not the seventh best movie of all time. I don't know what the seventh best movie of all time is. Maybe this is the best MCU movie. I don't know. But I, it's so far from, like, I can't even compare this to Winter Soldier right now. Like, it doesn't even feel right. like a fair comparison. I mean, like, what they accomplished is obviously astounding and, and mind-blowing, but I do understand that it's it's it doesn't feel like a normal movie no, when you watch it. not at it, all. It feels like, like a, an event. An event, yeah. And I, I, someone did say that in the chat earlier. They were saying that this isn't a movie, this is an event. This is what it actually was. It was like a cultural phenomenon, an event. And I, and I couldn't really agree more... Um, <clears throat> I love this movie, and I and I think it did a, a, an incredible job at wrapping everything up. But yeah, it doesn't feel the same way that like Infinity War felt and set up. You know, yeah, like I actually think Infinity War is a pretty cohesive piece of storytelling. I think it's a pretty it's a pretty cohesive movie. It doesn't actually feel that expansive. It's amazing that it uses all the characters that it uses and that it tells the story that it tells. But it still feels like an Avengers movie. Like it feels like a normal progression from Civil War. Yeah. Whereas, like, this doesn't really feel that way. This feels like a completely different experience. This feels like you, because if you don't do all the stuff they do in this movie and you don't try to cover all the round they cover, it feels sort of unspectacular. And the movie has to feel spectacular. So, um, Alex Ross says Geek Coachella. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, did you hear about that guy that got beaten up in China or Taiwan or something like that? For spoiling it? Yeah. No. Like brutally beaten. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. People are people get pretty intense. Um, it was Hawkeye beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Clint. Uh, yeah. So ninety nine point zero on IMDb, ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety one percent from the audience, uh, ninety six on the Tomato Meter. Um, there was something I was going to ask. So if you had to rank your top three, who's your top three heroes of the heroes all time? All of them? all time in the MCU. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I think I'd probably time. say number one, Chris. Number yep. two, Evans. Number three, Ke- <laughs> no. Uh, I think uh, I, I think I would say my number one is, is Captain America. Yeah, he's my favorite. Everyone knows that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't used to be. I know. I used to be Iron Man. <laughs> used right? to be Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, Cap. I came around way way hard on Cap. I mean, it, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think my number two is probably Tony. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that there's another Avenger that I like more than the two of them. And then there's other Avengers, I would say, that are, like, pretty high. F- or there's a, You're saying MCU character, period? Yeah. A hero, though. A hero. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Thanos would be up there. Yeah, um, yeah I think, like, whew, that gets really tough. I think I think those are my favorite, two, And then it's like there's a there's a lot of moments that the other characters have that i like like i really like a lot of moments scarlet witch has but i don't think that she she has a character as is fleshed out that she could get the spot i like parts of thor a lot i like parts of hulk a lot um there's obviously parts of star lord that i love i'm a huge fan of drax spider-man's great like there's so many rocket's great yeah rocket's awesome i probably honestly it's funny because most of these are actually different from all the a lot of the people in the ch- guys. Throw it in the chat. Let us know what you you know. All, we'll look at them. We'll, I don't know if we'll actually be able to talk talk about all of them, but yeah, the, a lot of people are you know Spidey's a lot of people's thirds. Charles a lot of people's third. Jeez, I don't know, man. I know it's tough, right? I don't either because it's. I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's like Cap and Downey are like maybe one and maybe two. Maybe it's Happy. Maybe it's Happy. <laughs> I know you love Happy. I, Cap's my number. I mean, Downey's my number one. Yeah, he always has been. Cap has worked his way into the number two spot. 
I love Thor. I love him so much. Yeah. It's probably Thor, honestly. It probably is Thor. But it's but not fair, because they're the three that are the most developed. They're the three that have yeah. gotten the most screen time. I actually think my third is, is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I really think it is. I, I love the fact that she holds back Thanos, kills the person that she loves, destroys uh, the time, time... No, not the time stone. The Mind Stone. Yeah. Um, and then I love in this movie when she's like, you took everything from me. Yeah. He's like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, you real. will. Pill to Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, you didn't get the role, so you don't have to hang out. I'm Nick Cage. <laughs> I'm Nick Cage. I, I love comics. <laughs> I own Action Comics number one. I actually used to be Superman. <laughs> no, it never happened, Nick. Uh, What's your favorite line? All right, so this one's tough. Um, there's yeah, a lot of great lines. So many good lines. There's a lot of great lines. But I think that my single favorite line in the entire movie is when Tony is talking to John Slattery, when he's talking to his dad. Oh, God. Uh, and it's in that sequence. And it's when he says, you know, my... He says something like, my dad wasn't such a bad guy. He, he, he was known to drop a, the odd pearl here and there. Yeah, right. And he says, like, what? And I think he says, no amount of money will ever buy another second of time. Yeah, something like that. That's such a good line. It's I, and then and there's that line, and I'll just bookend it with the other one that he says, um, which is, which is Howard says, um, I feel, I don't even know this kid, and it's already already feels like there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. Yeah, those already, two yeah. lines to yeah. me in that scene both were just like, just like. <laughs> Yeah, you love those father son moments. I knew when they were happening. I was like, God, this got to be killing Ben right now. It's so good, it's I, so good. I just, I love, I love, I love that, and I especially I, both lines just really spoke to me. Like, I you, love that Tony's like bumbling around. Like, it's the only time you see yeah, him like not yeah. in control of the situation because he's so caught off guard by it. And I think he knows, right? Because he knows he's probably gonna. I mean, he knows his dad's at least there. Yeah, because right. he picks the time and the place. Um, yeah, I. I I adore that moment. Uh, for me, oh man, it's really tough. I mean, I, I definitely love that we're in for the fight of our lives, and uh, you know, the what he's is, good at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is the fight of our lives. We're gonna win whatever it takes. I love that. Uh, it's all he's back again. Noob Master sixty nine. <laughs> I love that. Noob Master sixty nine. <laughs> uh, but for me, I think now that it like I saw it once, saw it again. Um, it's just I love you three thousand. Yeah, it what just, a good line! Oh my god! It just because the first time it happens, you know, she's like I love you three thousand. He's like, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's like now go to bed. Or I'm gonna sell your toys, yeah. which I love. <laughs> and then he goes down. And he tells Gwyneth, he's like, you're in like the low six to nine hundred range. Yeah. And then at the end, man, when he says it, I just like in the video. Yeah, I died. Yep. It was just so much. And that girl playing Morgan, she's, who, great. she's in Iron Man three. Is, Is she? she? I can't. I don't know. Someone. I don't know. Someone was referencing someone in Iron Man three. I don't know if it was her or not, but. No, it's the kid. It's the, it's the kid is in Iron Man 3. The, the kid, the the kid in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's he? He's the kid from Iron Man 3. He's like the kid who Tony goes to the town. He's right, like stuck. Right, right, he's right, right, helps right. him build okay, stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense then. Um, but yeah, she's perfectly cast and so wonderful yeah. as his daughter. Yeah, I mean, that was... From a storytelling perspective, there's some really interesting <clears> stuff this movie does. And, and I think when you when you establish that there's time travel as possible and, and what happens if you change time and like, is Tony going to do it? I mean, to make the stakes real for him to actually have a real decision to make, you had to give him a family that you had to do something. Otherwise Tony was going to be fighting. And so I think that was a really smart move on their part. 
to do that. You know, one thing that's like really funny about this movie, and I actually was thinking about making this my thesis, but um, it, be, these characters are all aging now. Like the yeah. actors are all aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you happen to notice how perfectly quaffed and styled like all their hair was? Yeah, like especially Evans. Especially Evans. All of them. Evans yeah. is pretty young still, and his hair is pretty still, still pretty full. But like Tony's hair is definitely thinner than it used to be. So oh, you're his, okay. I his see hair you're is saying. like his hair is like definitely blow dried. It's like great like real shape. Yeah, it's like yeah, really yeah, fashionable yeah. and stylish. I was like, oh yeah, like this is how you make him look pretty young still because that hairstyle. Hawkeye like has like again yeah he's got dried, like the ronin and the shaved the sides shaved yeah. like scarlet witch is like or uh, not scarlet witch uh black, black Widow. widow's fighting and her hair is like perfectly styled yep. there's like definitely some product in there i was just watching it being like this is so funny this is so hollywood there's obviously like somebody in a trailer with these guys who is like really working on this before every shot and like continuity checking to make sure that it works mm-hmm. but like they like to to like you have to gussy them all up to make them look like super stellar but also to look like not that much time has passed. Right. Even though it's been 11 years. But it's supposed to have been five years since the last movie. So there were some characters where I was like, okay, you're intentionally styling them to look a little older. Like when a yeah. Paltrow is intentionally styled, I think, to look a little more like a mom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Because it, she, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so a couple lines in here that people are saying, yeah, Falcon, say the cap on your left. <laughs> Big it, one. That is America's ass. Yeah. That's a great line. Uh, and I am... Iron Man. Snap. Great one. Uh, honestly, until this exact second, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. That's a great line. I, <laughs> everyone died at that scene. Uh, yeah, Thor's scene with his mom. That scene is great. With Frigga, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, Jarvie actually wrote the whole thing down here. It. Um, everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. The measure of a hero is how they succeed at being who they are, which is a great, great line. There's such phenomenal writing in these yeah. movies. Every single one of Thanos' line is brilliant. There's a lot of people that wrote Thanos' lines as well. Um, so... Moving on to Amic. Do, do you trust me? I do is pretty. Yeah. yeah. That was a big moment. Yeah. I, Thanks for the pep talk, Pissant. Yeah. You trust me? I do. I do. Yeah. That was that was a real fist pump moment. Yeah. And then I really love the Avengers hammer assemble. I love assemble. that he says it low. I know. Instead of like going crazy, it was perfect. It yeah. was perfect delivery. Um, Guys, AMA question. Really quick shout-outs here. Patreon.com slash Team Action. It's the best way to keep up with everything that we're doing. We're going to be in Houston in just a couple of weeks. We'll be giving out these amazing, amazing coins to every, like all of our patrons at the $25 level, and we will also be doing a meetup. Yeah, they're just, custom original coins, these challenge coins. They have Team Guy, Team Bateman on, the, on, on both sides. Uh, they're beautiful, designed by Janine the Machine, uh, actually curated by Nick Gilmore. Yep. These things are seriously beautiful, and uh, we are going to be giving them out to all patrons uh, at the, I can't think of the ranking level. Yeah, I can't remember the, the name of it, but it's the top two patron in, or the patron levels. And then also, everyone from $1 all the way to the top, uh, we will be doing a meetup. Yeah, we'll you'll be, be hanging out, out with, with Ben and I for the rest of the night, despite me destroying him he will still show up and have a great time with you guys oh it's gonna be wonderful it's gonna be a great time it's gonna be a great time <laughs> the, whoever loses should be sitting in the corner drinking just like yelling at the other person from across the bar i'll like tackle you through a table it should have been me <laughs> <laughs> um so the other the reason i just plugged patreon is because i want to plug our instagram that richard eric jarvie has been doing such a great job with every single saturday he runs a uh, a competition or a this week was more of it was just kind of a fun thing it was just tell us your favorite uh, mcu moment and he just picked someone at random to ask our ama questions so nick allen at that nick allen is the winner today he has he actually had like 10 questions which i thought was amazing and i almost wanted to answer all of them uh maybe i'll look at the list if we, if we have enough time but the first question he has here 
is Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther took responsibility of the uh, remade Gauntlet. So will they be the leads of the team moving forward? What do you think? (laughs) Well, you got to think that the, like, all right, let's be logical for a second. (laughs) Because that's what lives (laughs) in this this world. So if you are going to make 10 more movies or 12 more movies for the next run of this thing until you have another big event. I hope they don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they couldn't do it, because yeah. obviously Feige can pretty much do anything right. at this point. I just, I don't know. I don't know. There's call, I mean, think about this for a second, right? Like, how hard would it really be 10 years from now when you do the next big movie? Uh, 10 years, yeah, 10 years, or maybe it's six years. How hard would it be to, to hire Downey for the day to come and do some callback moment where it's a memory <sighs> that someone has, or in some way, right? Or how you, hard would it be to get Evans, like, flashbacks, time travel, whatever the hell you want to do with it, like, and those moments would resonate so much with people. So, I think that, like... People are saying they think Doctor Strange will be the uh, the logical choice. Yeah, I mean, Strange, you have the... So, you have the living heroes, if you're going to be logical about it. Black Panther's had one movie. Strange has had one movie. So, though, Spider-Man, so far, has had one. He's got another one coming out. Mm-hmm. Those are all pretty logical. Captain Marvel, definitely. She's, she's going to be a big part of it. Those are all the characters that I think you can assume will have, like, a big part of the story going forward. Also... The cosmic stuff is really important because I think the next big bad, I think the thing that revitalizes the universe and and gives us the next phase, it's got to be Fantastic Four and X Men. Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom. Yeah. You think it's someone? I think actually it was Alex McFarlane again that mentioned that. Um, Doctor Doom seems like the most, if done correctly by the MCU, because it's because it's not about being bigger and stronger; it's about being smarter. Right. And I think that he also has you, like crazy powers too, doesn't he? He's powerful, but he's right. like a genius. Yeah. And I, I think I think Victor Von Doom. Being like the smartest villain is what would help. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four. I know all about Doctor Doom and Julian. Who plays it's it's the guy from Nip Tuck, Julian something, or he's got the black hair. Hmm. Uh, the, is it the handsome guy from Nip Tuck or the nerdy doctor from Nip Tuck? The handsome one. I mean, they're the, both good looking. Julian something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name, guys? Anyone got it in there? I'm sure they'll have it in the chat very soon. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I know enough about comic book lore and, and those types of things to really speak on this. Uh, if it's between Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther, and Doctor Strange, I could really see T'Challa taking the lead. I yeah. feel like he's got the most heat behind him from a Hollywood standpoint. I think he shows a lot, like the most leadership skills. Whereas Strange, definitely Julian McMahon. Thank you so much. It definitely feels like Strange should be kind of what he always has been in Infinity War and Endgame is like a strong like supporting character because. Yeah. It's not that he's too powerful, but it's just like his abilities. I don't know. There's just something about him where I don't want to see him in the lead spot leading the team. I want him to be the guy that like knew Tony was going to die and couldn't do anything about it for five years. Yeah, you know, so, like I, I love that. So, the, so the next uh, question by Nick Allen is why was Falcon given the mantle of Captain America and not Bucky? And I don't think Bucky wanted it. No, I agree with you. I think that's a good. And I, I, I want to say there's a storyline where Bucky actually becomes Captain America in the comic books. I'm pretty sure he does yeah. after Winter Soldier, maybe or. or Somewhere in there. I mean, it feels like the most obvious because he's a super soldier. He's actually superhuman, whereas Anthony Mackie is supposed to just be a, a, a great, just soldier that right. has been improved by this gear. Now, my question to kind of add on to that is, since since you agree with me the, with the first question, we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of breeze past that. Do you do you think that Bucky would have? Or, no, no, no. What do you think they're gonna do to Anthony Mackie to make him a super soldier, or do you think he's just gonna have the suit. Well, okay, so I, it was one of my gripes, actually, the first time I watched it at the end of the movie. Because 
like all of us guys, we've all been talking about we've all been talking about what the hell is going to happen to these characters and who's going to do what. And yeah, um, I mean, I even asked Mackie a couple of years ago how long he was going to play Falcon for, and he was like, "Dude, as long as they'll let me." So he, you know, he <laughs> was answer. he was he was a hundred percent, you know, in for for doing that sort of thing. But um, what what my prediction and most of us had predicted for a while was that it was going to end up being bucky or falcon getting the shield right Mm -hmm. like after cap left the franchise it would be one or the other and the issue is always well if it's bucky you can kind of make sense of it because he's a super soldier and he's got this metal arm and he's like super powerful we've seen him catch the shield before and wear a soldier but if it's sam how do you really justify this is a guy who by the time this movie comes out you got to assume he's like a soldier in his mid-30s he has this cool suit he's like not as strong or fast as any superhero and He's cool, but how is he supposed to be Captain America? Like, how, how would he even have the, like, strength and, like, tactile ability to weld the shield? And I think what I started thinking about was, at the end of Infinity War, when, when Rogers is able to hold open the gauntlet, I've talked about this before, like, one of the reasons that I think he's able to do it is that it's like this, he has, like, this power of will, like, this power of good inside yeah, him yep. that makes him more powerful than he should be as just a souped-up human. Yeah, Which yeah. is the same reason that he can wield the, the, the hammer in Endgame. He's worthy. He's worthy. So when he wields the hammer in Endgame, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, you, that's what you're able to do. So because of that, it would lead you to believe that there's, like, almost like a cosmic force that powers the person that is the mantle of Captain America to be more powerful because they're so just. So Sam is, like, just enough. Yeah. I also think, like, somehow Stark Tech will make him super powerful with, like, a suit or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably the route. Maybe they, like, maybe they marry both characters. Maybe it's, like, a mix between Falcon with the shield. That could be kind of sweet. Yes. Is that a thing yeah. that ever happened? I don't know, but that, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, and I also think that there's just, like, too much of a, of, like, a a dark mark on Bucky's history. He killed you know, a lot of people. He killed Tony's dad and mom. He got on Shield's radar in a bad way. He sure did. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, can you do, what's your best um, Black Widow impression? Oh, God, from Avengers? I got on... Sh- <laughs> Let's think, let me think. Work at it? You gave me a shot when I was at my worst. I was on Shield's radar in a bad way. <laughs> I was on Shield's radar in a bad way. <laughs> She's got kind of a husky voice. Yeah, you got you got like the the clinched the clinched jaw thing. What's uh what's her line that she says? We don't want to hurt you, but we will. But we will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, will you? Will you? Like, come on. Yeah. Um. Ah oh, man, there was like one more thing I want. I like really wanted to talk about, like another game. I know we got we got a little bit more time, but there was something else I wanted to discuss. Are there any things we should rank in this movie? Or I don't any... know. I, there's there's a lot more to talk about. We, there's a yeah. ton more of this movie that we haven't referenced oh, yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Man Cap and the time travel thing. First oh, of yeah. all, go read the Forbes article. I put it on my Twitter. It's very long. It explains everything about how the time travel thing with Cap works at the end. Did you like the way that he went out, and did you think Chris Evans was an awesome old Chris Evans? Because I thought he did a great job. I loved old Chris Evans. I loved old Chris Evans. I loved old Chris Evans. <laughs> it was not... <laughs> oh my god when Thor's sleeping in the corner during the plan oh, <laughs> one of my favorite well moments. we haven't talked about Fat Thor once yet okay okay yeah yeah so Fat Thor or Hulked Out Banner go I think that Hulked Out Banner is a is a way more sustainable and smarter move for the movie I think Fat Thor in the end I hate to say it I think Fat Thor was a mistake 
Um, I and not because I didn't enjoy it because I enjoyed the shit out of that. This is wonderful. I mean, he was amazing. Like, like honestly, it's the jokes, like just him, the Lebowski stuff. It was wonderful, and it also did a great job of reminding, like, no, there's a powerful message there, which is like <laughs> Lebowski. There's a powerful message there, which is like if you are somebody who is good and you know stop being who you're supposed to be, right? Be who you are, right? So like for him at that point in his life, Thor's like, this is who I am. I was supposed to be this guy for a long time. Maybe that speaks to people who were raised to be like, you know, their family's pushing them to be a pro athlete or go to a school they don't want to go to. Like, Thor is a god that had responsibility. He's like, I'm done with this life. I want to gain a bunch of weight and drink beer and just, like, be a bit of a degenerate. That's how I'm going to be. I'm not going to take my life as serious as I used to. So there's a powerful message that he's still powerful even though he's a heavier set guy. I like like, that. But I think from the perspective of him being a hero and from him looking awesome (laughs) and from him, like, being Thor and... You not like un like kind of laughing in moments you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah, that's where I think a little bit of the the heavy set Thor thing is like. Well, it's also it's kind of, it feels almost like a weird step back, right, from like what things we talk about and like culture and stuff and like yeah. referencing and making fun of things like that. Yeah, it right. Was, it was a little yeah, it was a little interesting. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. That being said, Denuso <laughs> says I have finally achieved the Thor body I always wanted. <laughs> You're a legend, Denuso. My hero right there. Uh, I actually like... I'm working on mine, brother. <laughs> I actually like Hulked Out Banner more. Yeah. And I, I, I loved him. I love the taco moment. It's it's so wonderful. The taco I love, moment's incredible. I love the joking about like the 1940s. Yeah. Oh, God. Although the, the line from Ant-Man, I forgot, is another one of my favorite lines. He's like, somebody peed in my pants. <laughs> I don't know if it was baby me or old me or just me me. Yeah. <laughs> that line's great. Uh, but I love when Hulk's taking the pictures in the very yeah, beginning and he's like damn. Oh, yeah damn. <laughs> listen to your mother she knows best but he's like nah come on he wants to take a picture with you he's like no i don't want to take a picture get the goddamn phone out of here you know like that that shit was so great when he's when he when they first see him and he's sitting there eating and like one of the things i love is like hulk's perfectly his like perfectly fit curated wardrobe of like fashionable clothing that he wears <laughs> so good is incredible but just like He's like, oh, have some. You're making me feel bad. And it's just like a bowl of eggs, like a giant plate of quesadillas. Like, anytime he's eating, he's just eating a tub of ice cream. They're all eating, like, Chinese food. He's just sitting there just eating Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, his whole... The, both of them, for comic relief, it was great. I thought... I, I think, like I like your take on, on Thor and, like, him owning it up because he again he doesn't have to be in shape he's a god right he can do whatever he wants the only part like the part of it that didn't land for me wasn't that part that part was great it's all funny the issue is that there was no way to transition from that to him being an intimidating avenger and it just felt a little bit like in the final battle like though he goes full lightning he harnesses the power of the storm or whatever right (laughs) he's still just sort of like i don't know he just like looks a little silly he looks cool but he still feels a little silly. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have referenced this kind of being an FU to Taika Watiti. Yeah. Uh, because everything that he did in Ragnarok, they were just like, no, nah, we'll bring back the hammer. We'll make him fat. We'll cut his hair. We'll or make his hair grow back long. Give him, you know, like give him a beard. Give yeah. him an eye. Interesting. How do you feel about that? I, I love Ragnarok. And I, I also, do too. And I think that Thor going through like a slightly comical journey is a good thing. It made the character way better. Like everything Taika did was great. And I actually think the handling of Thor in Infinity War to like wrap up a lot of the stuff there was also great. Yeah. I, I mean, I even think Thor in this movie was great. I just think that you wonder sometimes like how things would work. Like people are going to ask questions about The Last Jedi until the day they die and if they had or hadn't done things. One of the questions you ask yourself here is had you decided to not make Thor like grossly overweight 
you had just made him maybe a little overweight and right. a drunk and have a beard and be like pretty out of it. Like he could have just been a drunk. Yeah. Thor could have just been a drunk and not been fat. That would have been fine. Yeah, he could have been like bloated, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he could have and he could have like by the end of the movie, like looked pretty much just normal. I like the eye like, patch. Or as, as he used to look. And I shouldn't say normal. Yeah, that's definitely not normal. Uh I like the eye patch. Yeah. I miss the eye patch. Me too. And I love what Taika did. Uh I didn't really feel it was like a huge slap in the face to him. Um, but maybe it was. Maybe I, I don't know how he feels about it, obviously. I mean, he was in the movie as Korg, but you're never going to turn down being in an Avengers movie, yeah. so regardless of how upset you are. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting, something to, to to talk about there. Oh, Miss Movies is in the chat. Hey, Brian, How's What's it going? Brian? Um, all right, so let's let's go over some more rapid-fire stuff. We have about yep, 15 minutes it, left. Um, <clears throat> all right, so other things we haven't gotten to talk about yet. We talked about the funeral, big moments, big fight. Uh, yep. Let's talk a little about some of the other time travel stuff. But okay. You, we go back in time. We get to see original Avengers flashback. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty fun. Yeah, I love Hulk making fun of himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. That's excessive. And how much Hulk hated the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stairs is great. I love them all talking trash to him. I loved the Hail Hydra moment. Yeah, you liked it. Did you did you love Cap versus Cap? I eh. love I love Cap versus Cap. I was okay Cap. with it. Yeah. I, I mean I it was it was short lived and I think that was good. It needed to not be any longer. Um but I like that. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about the revisiting of all the, like, the intros? Like, how'd you think, like, the the revisiting of Guardians intro? Yeah. I mean, that was, like, from, again, like, from the perspective of this movie being, like, a heist movie and being fun. Mm -hmm. um, Time heist. I think that stuff all worked really well. Like, I think, I think that the time travel sequence of the movie is probably about 40 minutes of movie. And that's, that's kind of some of the stuff where you're, like, when they're concepting this movie, they have to look at each other and just say, like, all right, so we can make a two hour and 20 minute, like pretty straight from the hip version of this movie. That's like a little more lean and like, doesn't maybe involve as many crazy things. It doesn't have as many callbacks, but I think if we're going to wrap up the MCU, then to this point, we have to make a three hour movie. And like with these flashback sequences, we can get a lot of mileage out of them. And so I think that's kind of the idea there is like from the second you see the little, the little creature on Morag, you're like, oh, that's the creature that that's the creature that uh, Quill holds the sings oh, into yeah, at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen here. They're going to see Quill. We know where we are now. Um, <laughs> Just knock him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, so I think I was cool with all the flashbacks. You know, I thought it was a little weird to redo the uh, Vormir scene with Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye. Or not Scarlet Witch. I keep saying Scarlet Witch. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the reason, like, it landed enough for me. It was enough. Like, I actually, the line that you made fun of her for saying, I actually kind of like. You yeah. Judge, you know, like, you don't judge people the worst, you're, or you did, or no, whatever. No, no, I, I like the line. Yeah. And I actually think, I, and I truly believe she is exponentially better than she was in, in Avengers. Yeah. It, it, from Avengers moving forward, I think she got better and better and better. And I, I, I like her. Um, yeah, I don't have a huge problem with her. She's just like, there's there's a little bit of like a cold line delivery sometimes, and they also don't give her that much to work <clears> with sometimes. But yeah, um, yeah, they don't they don't really anymore. Yeah, but it, this particular scene, I thought that was, what was so interesting was like, it started and you were like, wait a minute. Are we going to just play out this again? Yeah. But with a different character? Because like that, that feels like what's about to happen. And if that happens, like that's the best they could come up with. I, I mean, granted, I don't know how you're supposed to explain not doing that because that's how you get. Wait, what the are you soul specifically stone. talking about right now? Just them just going and taking it out from like one, a losing a character you love to get the soul. Oh, stone. oh, oh yeah, killing. Time. Yeah, yeah. So knowing it's coming <clears throat> as the scene's happening is sort of like it, the the other version of the scene was better. 
<laughs> oh, 100%. Even though even though these are Avengers and that's Gamora and like they're more integral to like the like like long-term version of this thing, um but to do it a second time and I think they must have known that Thanos killing his daughter is going to be more effective than one of these two like be Avengers killing each other. Right. And Clint's like Clint's barely oh, I mean she's A, but he's she's like A minus, he's like B. Yeah. C plus. Uh, I always reference this because the other person that I end up talking movies with the most is Alex Kessler. Right. Long time for the show. And one thing he said to me was, um, because I've, I think I said last week on the show, or maybe it's maybe it's on the ranking episode that's going to come out, but uh, one of his things was like, I think the biggest issue with uh, Scarlet Witch as a character and generally like issues with Scarlet Witch in Are Infinity War. Are you talking about Black Widow or Scarlet Witch right Scarlet now? Scarlet Witch, probably. Okay. <laughs> is that Age of Ultron's crappy and people don't like it and right. so a lot of what you're supposed to love and understand about scarlet which happens in age of ultron which is a movie people don't like very much and he says again um a lot of the similar problems with black widow and with hawkeye come from the fact that age of ultron isn't very good and the time they should have used when she's like talking to hulk in the bedroom and she's like i also oh, have a disease stuff. yeah uh should have been used to just like strengthen a really good friendship between hawkeye and black widow because that's the relationship that ended up paying off and mattering and the ro- the romance stuff that whedon does never goes anywhere yeah and it's like and them referencing budapest all the time is like fine but like it's in this movie it's a clear throwaway line that's like okay we're just going back to the first movie because like right. that's a funny line we can say um but so that scene didn't land for me as much as 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 it could have. It, it, enough. Yeah, it, did, it didn't land for me as much. I think the two of them and their acting chops did a really great job. I think, honestly, this is some of the best work that Scarlett Johansson's done. Like, early on, her crying and eating the sandwich and her things with Steve is is also great. I think it's also some of the best acting work Evans has ever done. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing that's been talked about a lot... I like Renner a lot in this movie. I, thought I always love Renner. I thought Renner was really good. He's very good. He's a very, very good actor. Wind uh, River himself. Yes, Wind River himself. What's this character's name in Wind River? Uh... Oh no! You would never get asked this. But yeah, I know. I I don't know why I can't think of it. I feel like I should. I, I mean, I definitely should know this. Um, did you have an issue? We talked about it a little bit at all with Thanos and his power. I loved it. I thought it was so appropriate. I, I there was never a moment where I was like, he's not that strong. He shouldn't be able to take on these people no. even without the stones. You were just all in. I did originally, and then I'm telling you that it's this conversation also with Alex that I had where he was just like, think about what he does because it was what he said was he whips a planet at Iron Man with the with the gauntlet. He kicks their ass without it. He's just yeah. beating them. Like, the gauntlet allows him to do crazy stuff mm-hmm. and, like, turn people into, like, ribbons if he wants to. Right. But Bubbles. for the most part, when he's fighting people, he's just beating them. Yeah, because he just... He's stronger. I think it's kind of like, uh, like Mad Dog in the raid. Yeah. He just likes to fight. Yeah. And Thanos is... Yeah, so I don't actually think so. In the end, that actually... That kind of sold me that, like, he is the most powerful. Well, and, like, I was reading about all of his, like, ancestry and what the Titans are and, like, what his lineage is is, is like, you know... He's, like, basically a god, almost. He's, like, a half-god, essentially. Yeah. Like, their race is, and, like, I love his double-sided sword that he could, like, throw, like, a boomerang. Yeah. It was insane. And the, that first... I Here's the one thing that I wish I got a little bit more of. The Civil War wide shot... Of the two of them beating down on Iron Man. Yeah. I wanted more of the wide shot of the three of them fighting Thanos. Because you get like two seconds of it. You get the hammer thrown, the shield thrown, and he goes the hammer and, and Iron the lightning. Man's up and he's yeah. like, and it's going off the sword or whatever. Yeah. It's so, I wanted like a two solid two minutes of just madness. Yeah, it was epic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think you know, that's that's the flashback stuff. That's Thanos. Um, what else happens in this movie that we're, we're forgetting? I think like, we was, there a part the f- that, was there anything that dragged for you? Was there anything that you would have taken out? Um, <sighs> was there something that I missed about the the lady in the elevator like wanting to 
turn in Cap and Steve back in the seventies, or was it just to like help with re- realism? Being like, if how, she's just, here, just help with realism because that's what drives Cap into the office, right? Sees, okay, and sees Margaret. Her, uh, isn't her Peggy. name Peggy Carter? It is Peggy Carter. Why does it say Margaret on the door? I, I guess is Peggy short for Margaret? I don't is that know. Like one of those like Dick and Richard things. Do you do you like rem- maybe maybe you remember from like the first movie or something and like that her actual name is Margaret? It's his helicopter blade. It's an Easter egg. Who's helicopter? What helicopter blade? Help me out here, Jenna James. Um, uh, what were you just saying about? Uh, oh, the Peggy and Margaret thing. Yeah, guys, do you know? Uh, Peggy Margaret. Peggy is short for Margaret. Okay, huh. that's a thing. Got it. Fighting Thanos is like fighting Ali. You should just punch yourself. He's trash talking you. <laughs> That's like, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happened in this movie that we haven't referenced. So, I mean, uh, we've talked about Tony dying. Ant-Man's definitely a strong, strong, like not quite MVP, but he does, a, Paul Rudd does a great job in yeah. this movie. He has great dramatic moments. He has great co- comedic moments. And he's just really, really good. Yeah. I really love Paul Rudd. And I think this is my different, or my favorite uh, time we've ever seen Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, he was great in this. Um, I guess we can probably talk for a second about uh a little more in the sort of realm of predictions um just because we're at the kind of the end of the episode and it's like the end of this chapter so i mean i think thor is just gone right i I think he's gonna just be in guardians 3 i think he's just gonna be the asgardians oh yeah yeah yeah. oh that scene was great the as him and star lord yeah yeah of course of Of course course. of course He's, he's Hemsworth is very good. His, his comedy, yeah, he is. He, I think he might have the strongest comedic chops out of everyone. Yeah, because it's 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 so not like on the nose like Downey's is, where it's just yeah. like I'm saying really clever, quippy stuff. Yeah, Hemsworth has like depth to it. Yeah, it's like really great acting. Yeah, who's the best actor? Downey. Downey. It's got to be. I think honestly. So uh, there's a question I feel for like you. It's actually Hemsworth now. Really, I really do. People have a lot of questions about this movie and its uh, ability to get any Oscar buzz. Oh, that's a great that's a great thing for us to talk about. What do you think? I think it gets a Best Picture nomination. I really do. I really hope it does. Um, I honestly could even be okay with it won. Yeah, I'm okay with that having a Return to the King moment. Acting wise, I actually think that is too much of a like here you go for being a part of this i don't think anyone actually deserves an oscar for these movies i think they all do incredible jobs and i think that the casting director uh whatever i can't remember her name she she's absolutely incredible she did she's like the mvp of the mcu her and yeah. kevin feige but i don't actually believe that anyone will win an oscar i'm sure it'll win maybe effects i think the effects are insane it, it, it'll it'll win a bunch of oscars for like that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i think it has to yeah like sound editing and like maybe original music because the score is so good and i would love to see best picture and I would love, love, love... Actually, adapted screenplay would be kind of cool. But I would love to see Brolin get a supporting, but he won't. Yeah, he would have gotten it for Infinity War. He would have gotten it for Infinity War, and he yeah. deserved it for Infinity War. He was awesome in Infinity War. <clears throat> I, I honestly... I can't imagine them giving a Best Actor nomination to Downey, but I think it would be fair to do. I think he was great in this movie, and he's been yeah. great for so long, and he has great scenes, and like... He has so much, yeah, he has so many highly emotional scenes, It would be kind of honorary, I think, but I could see them doing it. And I wouldn't be upset with it. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. I just don't think he actually deserves it, even... Yeah, I mean, Black Panther getting nominated for Best Picture means that, like, there's more depth to that nomination, but this movie should not be ruled out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so... Um, also on speaking after this, let's talk about careers really quickly. Yeah. Do you think any of them are done? Do you think Scarlett or uh, or Hemsworth or Evans or Downey 
or I'm trying to think of other people that are super typecast or like they've just been doing this one thing for so long. You know what I mean? Is there anyone who's going to get the Leonard Nimoy effect? Just like be this character forever? And, and then people won't cast him anymore. Like people won't cast Chris Evans anymore because he just is Captain America. Like I, I've heard recently that uh, um, T'Challa, yeah, we'll just call him that. Uh, he's he's like starring in a new movie uh, where he's like a cop. Oh, interesting. And and he looks just like a good like like he he like completely owns it as you. Should. I mean, he's an actor, but yeah. like I, I think his career will keep going because he's only gotten in like a couple movies. I really worry about Evan's career, honestly. Yeah. I hope I hope it's good, and I'm yeah. glad that he's been doing other stuff. When you watched Gifted, did you did you feel anything or no? I mean, Gifted is great. No, no, I know, but did you feel? Like it he was, was watching being asked to do like, Captain like, America, do slightly, stuff. slightly like he's he's very all American. <clears throat> he is, okay. and he's very like, yeah. I mean, he's like a you know he's like a mechanic who like take. He's very compassionate. I actually think Evans though is a really good actor, and I mean, I think we both think he's a great actor. But I think that the world at large has seen these movies enough and believes in the star power of all these Avengers enough that I can't imagine. Like where? Okay, how would the conversation go? when you're casting for a big movie that you wouldn't consider casting any of these guys. Like they're all so famous now and they're so bankable now. Right. And they've all shown their ability for so long that it's like, what kind of movie are you thinking about? That Like they would, they would look at a, like all the actors in the world and be like, yeah, we won't go out to Chris Evans on this. Cause he's typecast. Like well, zero I think it, chance. I think it's a lot of what you're talking about where he, I think in a lot of the people in the chat are saying it as well as I think he's going to move behind the camera. He might just do the, he might just be like, well, I don't even want to deal with that. I'm just going to go from behind the camera. People are going to see that I direct a movie and it's still going to sell because I'm still Chris Evans. I'm still Chris, yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. I, Downey, I'm just curious to see even if he, what he wants to do, you know? Yeah. Downey's like mid fifties now, right? Yeah. And he's, he's literally just had the greatest run of his entire career in the last half of it. You know, what's really funny is, uh, if you look at, you go back <clears throat> to the mid eighties, uh, early to mid eighties. And you compare like the guys that were in this, the kind of the same class together. Like, let's say it's like Sean Penn, Rob Lowe, um, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise. Like these are the guys that were coming up in the early to mid '80s. And you look at kind of their careers and, and the way each of them, like Cruise and Downey Jr., if you're going to compare their two careers because right. they were they were in shit together. Uh, you know, they were the two guys, like, like Cruz was supposed to play Iron Man in the late 90s. He was going to be Tony Stark. Like, there was a lot of talk about that. It, at this point today, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. is more famous than Tom Cruise. Yeah, I do too. It's just in a different, it's such a different so, way. Like, he's not more famous as, like, an all-time person. But he's more famous right he's now. He's more relevant right now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's just <laughs> funny that... Oh, go ahead. It took, you know, 40 years, and they're, and here they both are, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jarvie was just saying uh, how sweet would it be to see RDJ in the next MI movie as a villain. I would love that. I would love to start seeing Robert Downey Jr. Like, do other stuff. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, ben, there are three action movie categories. Totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. I think it's the middle category. I think it has to be. Right? And, and not even just because it's the movie that it is, but I even think some of the things they do like Thor, like yeah. it's just like the, some of those, some of those things that they go for, they work like comically, well but they, enough. but you can't, it would be impossible to weave those things in to, uh, to a serious moment and not just notice feeling, them. So yeah, like feeling completely grounded and being like, Oh God, it's, he's really going through it. Now yeah. him, the moment he has with Frigga is great, but I agree. Yeah. So there's only um, one <clears throat> thing left for us to talk about and it's called the pitch. Old school, classic. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Didn't add anything to it. Um, uh, you're out of town next week. 
I am, unfortunately, and we had pre-tapes figured out, and as we try to, uh, sometimes life gets in the way, and we weren't able to schedule it, so it'll probably be Drew and a guest. Yeah, and I actually have a guest lined up already who is pretty much confirmed, but I don't want to announce yet. Uh, We are still trying to get maybe someone from the film. We'll see. Uh, But uh, yeah, we'll be covering Deadpool, or I will be covering Deadpool. Deadpool 1, which is a bummer, because I like that movie a lot. It'd be fun to talk about that movie, but uh, that's that's the plan, is Deadpool 1 with Pikachu, Detective Pikachu coming out. We wanted to get on the... uh, ryan reynolds train Love look at him. him a little bit more i'm just gonna do an audible because you won't be here and i'm gonna do waiting but um <laughs> you'll do the hunted um and uh yeah quick general shout out to our generals in the action army we got andrew hayes paul denuso billy belford john getz and john patterson we Boom. salute you thank you guys all so much for watching thanks for listening and sticking with us for such a long long episode today we'll be back same time same place in a couple weeks and andrew will be back next week uh, check out Top 10 Endgame Moments on Collider Podcast Network and check out patreon.com slash teamaction. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.